Well, hey there, fellow sojourners, and welcome back to another edition of Appropriate in the Culture. On today's episode, we talk the actor's strike and the potential and pitfalls of AI and deepfakes. I'm Pastor Shane, or am I, as we appropriate some culture. While well, the Writers Guild of America and the Screen Actors Guild-American Federation of Television and Radio Artists have gone on strike, and you probably haven't noticed. Even so, most of the strike is due to an argument about streaming residuals, but not all of it. Here's Brian Cranston to break it down for us. That we are all gathered here today in unity in front of an entity that is run by Disney. And now... Uh, we've got a message for Mr. Iger. I know, sir, that you look through things through a different lens. We don't expect you to understand who we are, but we ask you to hear us and beyond that to listen to us when we tell you we will not be having our jobs taken away and giving to robots. We will not have you take away our right to work and earn a decent living. And lastly and most importantly, we will not allow you to take away our dignity. We are union through and through, all the way to the end. Thank you. God bless you. Stay together. We will win this fight. God bless you. Throughout most of human history, when actors would scream about being replaced by robots, it was because they were on drugs. But with the rise of AI, there's actually a legitimate concern here. We've already seen numerous examples of deep fakes. You want to see Burt Reynolds as James Bond, or Brad Pitt as Luke Skywalker, or Tom Cruise as the titular American Psycho? Sure. No, he didn't say it. Can I have a key, perhaps? Definitely not. Why so certain? Not geologically possible. Thank you very much indeed, Professor. It's very kind of you to spare me so much of your time. Oh, there was something wrong about this place. That was a machine gun, not a dragon. Oh, there's a dragon here, too. She's right. You've seen it, hmm? Yes, I have. He had two great glaring eyes, short tail and pointed wings. He was breathing fire. You don't believe me, do you? Little gal, I'm there. I tell you, Mr. Bowler, let's get the hell out of here. Listen, both of you. There are no such things as dragons. What you saw was something that looked like one. I'm trying to think what it was. I saw sitting in the clouds. Hmm. What did you have there? They went pale. It is the future, you see. Future? Will they die? But when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own. Commercial and artistic. The whole album has a clear, crisp sound and a new sheen of consummate professionalism that really gives the songs a big boost. He's been compared to Elvis Costello, but I think Huey has a far more bitter, cynical sense of humor. Hey, Alan. Yes, Alan? Why are the copies of the style section all over the place? Do you, do you have a dog? A little chow or something? <laughs> no, Alan. Is that a raincoat? <laughs> yes, it is. Pretty fun. 
Now, in those clips, they didn't use AI to alter the voices, but they could. It's actually easier, and there's many instances of it. Voice cloning is an emerging scam. The voices of the late Anthony Bourdain and Andy Warhol have been recreated for documentaries, and Paul McCartney recently announced that a new Beatles album will be released with a voice of John Lennon. Quote, Sir Paul McCartney revealed Tuesday that he plans to use AI technology to extricate John Lennon's voice from a previously unheard track to create the final Beatles record, reports the BBC. We just finished it up, and it will be released this year, McCartney 80 told the outlet. The musician said that in order to use Lennon's voice, he turned to the Lord of the Rings director Peter Jackson for help. He, Jackson, was able to extricate John's voice from a ropey little bit of cassette that had John's voice and piano, explained McCartney. He could separate them with AI. He could tell the machine, that's the voice, that's the guitar, lose the guitar. And he did that, so it has great uses. We were able to take John's voice and get it pure through this AI, so then we could mix the record as you would normally do, continued the singer. Let it be, guys. Let it be. But all of this is making actors increasingly alarmed, according to NBC News. SAG-AFTRA's members are alarmed by the rise of artificial intelligence, such as tools that could create digital composites of popular stars. The Guild has called for tighter regulations and safeguards to help protect actors against the unauthorized use of their voices, likenesses, and performances. And as Fran Drescher said, yes, Fran Drescher, the nanny, who was elected to lead the union because... Hollywood types aren't really good at voting. The nanny said, Artificial intelligence poses an existential threat to creative professionals, and all actors and performers deserve contract language that protects them from having their identity and talent exploited without consent and pay. The threat's not misplaced, because this has already happened. I don't think that Peter Cushing agreed to be in Rogue One because he was, you know, dead. And if the estate of these actors come on hard times, why wouldn't they sell the visual rights to the deceased to the studios? We don't really have movie stars anymore, so why not have Marlon Brando be the next Batman? Or Paul Newman starring your next picture? This kind of arrangement has already been worked up in the advertising world. Bruce Willis is the star of some Russian ads. Мегафон создал бесплатный семейный тариф, потому что ты привязан к работе. It's not clear whether they got permission for that, but Bruce Willis was diagnosed with aphasia, so he can't act anymore. But apparently, he is open to letting advertisers use his likeness, which is quite cost-effective for them, according to the Wall Street Journal. Experts and practitioners say deepfake technology will become increasingly popular in advertising because it can help brands and agencies produce more content faster while eliminating many of the expenses involved in production. In six months, we made 10 completely different creatives and concepts with digital Bruce Willis, said the Deep Cake spokesperson. It is difficult to imagine such a production with a real actor. So advertisers get what they want. Bruce Willis and family gets what they want. Win-win. Deepfake and machine learning is just a tool. The good and the bad just depends on how you use it. Some of it's harmless fun, like 
putting Nick Cage as Lois Lane. It can improve film production, get the stuntmen to look more like the stars. Or if an actor dies during production, which has happened numerous times, it could salvage the film, which doesn't seem like a terrible thing. But it also can be used in the worst possible ways, like pornography. According to Vice, Sensity AI, a research company that has tracked online deepfake videos since December of 2018, has consistently found that between 90% and 95% of them are non-consensual porn. Which I'm sure we're all shocked by. If there's one thing pornographers have for certain, it's scruples. Perverts around the globe are putting the faces of major and minor celebrities on porn star bodies, and the effects are quite disturbing. A Twitch star, QT Cinderella, recounts her experience with this. If you are able to look at women who are not selling themselves or benefiting off of being seen sexually, they're not benefiting, they're not selling it, they're not platforming it themselves. If you are able to look at that, you are the problem. You see women as an object. You should not be okay doing that. And it should not be a part of my job to have to pay money to get this stuff taken down. It should not be part of my job to be harassed, to see pictures of me nude spread around. It should not be something that is found on the internet. It shouldn't be. That's, that shouldn't be a part of my job. And the fact that it is, is exhausting. And she's right to be upset, though I think she's slightly wrong in her reasoning. Seeing women as an object is not conditioned on consent. Even if the women are selling or profiting, that doesn't mean they're not being objectified. But you can understand how violating that is, and the ease of doing it is really concerning, as Vice explains. Artificial intelligence researcher Alex Champendard told me in an email that a decent consumer-grade graphics card could process this effect in hours, but a CPU would work just as well, only more slowly over days. This is no longer rocket science, Champendard said. The ease with which someone could do this is frightening. Aside from the technical challenge, all someone would need is enough images of your face, and many of us are already creating sprawling databases of our own faces. People around the world uploaded 24 billion selfies to Google Photos in 2015-2016. It isn't difficult to imagine an amateur programmer running their own algorithm to create a sex tape of someone they want to harass. There's some movement to legislate against the use of deepfake porn, but the challenge is how to actually filter that, as spotting deepfakes and bettering deepfakes is a technological arms race. My solution is just to ban all pornography, just to be safe. A less severe but a further problem with the emergence of AI in deepfake technology is the potential to re-edit classic films for sensitivity. We've already seen books re-edited and rewritten for sensitivity readers. At this point, it's cost-prohibitive to alter problematic films, but with ever-increasing processing power and machine learning, it won't always be. The rewriting of classic books will extend to classic films, so keep your copies. Now, I bring all this up because this technology is creating moral quandaries, and that is, once again, all the more reason for Christians to be culturally engaged. Because without Christian morality informing and shaping our cultural consciousness, we're going to be in some serious trouble. Well, that's it for today. If you like what we're doing here, like, subscribe, leave a comment, rate, review, follow me on the socials, join my author's Facebook page, and I'll see you next time for more Appropriate in the Culture. Music